wouldn't you be like, okay, no, she yeah. did, but it's also weird when it's like that weird blinding love, and he doesn't. He's not even making actual sense. His words don't make sense anymore. It's like you want somebody to consciously love you, not to blindly love you. It's like, zo- it's like love zombie. Full on. Love zombie. It's our new band. <laughs> love zombie, love zombie. Say your love zombie. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but prefer the classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices. Spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy, foxy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the the final final girl. Welcome to Horror Movies Bible Guide, everybody. I am Julia. And I'm Terry. Welcome. This week we're talking about 1996's The Craft. The, ti- yeah. the title of this episode is We Are the Weirdos. We Are the Weirdos, Mr. Mister. <laughs> and the tagline for this movie is Welcome to the Witching Hour. That's fine. Uh, this movie was made for $15 million and it made $24 million. I thought it would have made more money. That's crazy. I think it's one of those ones where like it did okay when it came out and then like on video and like on TV, TV became a big thing. Um, yeah, it's I a guess huge so. cult thing now, of course. And like what teenage girl didn't go through, a, you know, slightly witchy phase. That's kind of normal, I think. Um, except I thought you- about it, but I was too scared. I actually thought I like realized like I thought I'd seen this movie and I just realized I just really listened to the soundtrack a lot <laughs> like, <laughs> and knew the music videos really well. I was like, I've actually never seen this movie like sitting down to watch it for this episode. Wow, that's crazy. Still now. Yeah, I've seen this movie so many times. Um, so the yeah. movie was written by Peter Filardi and uh, written and directed by Andrew Fleming. Um, so there, this movie, uh, so came out the same year as Scream, which is crazy because Nev Campbell does such a different, she's such a different character and very different role. Um, yeah. And I actually have uh, some alternate universe casting for you for this movie, Lay on me. Uh, which always delights me. So for Sarah, which is the character that Robin Tunney plays, we could have had uh, Scarlett Johansson, Alicia Silverstone, or Angelina Jolie. What? Which I, think- I would have liked. Yeah, I think I I would watch any of any of them would be fine. Any of them would have been great. They are all it girls from that era. Like again, all the music video girls. I feel like too. You That's know what true. I mean? Like they all would have been so great in that. But I yes. feel like Angelina Jolie probably would have done the best as bringing that kind of anarchistic suicidal energy to it. Yeah, she's good at that. That's like her definitely her shit, and she Especially was so in good in 1996. Yeah. Oh yeah, like 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 around hackers and all that era. Oh yeah. Um, also, totally. a little tidbit for you is that uh, just before this movie, uh, Robin Tunney had done Empire Records, where she shaved her head, so yeah. she was wearing a wig through this entire film. I was wondering why the bad wig. I was like, she is wearing a really kind of bad wig this whole movie, and I couldn't think about why, but that hundred percent makes sense. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if they were trying to do it for like the gags that they had coming later because they have all those hair gags and stuff that were changing color and whatnot. But no, nope. I think it's kind of a fabulous yeah. wig, honestly. I'm like, oh, I kind of want that hairstyle. I like it. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very '90s. Go for it, Julia. It's very, I I feel like you don't normally like '90s fashion, but uh, that, that's no, your but that, it's kind of that '60s gone '90s kind of deal. Um, yeah. I I like that the German version of this title is Der Hexen Club. Ooh, I would watch Der Hexen Club all day. I, yeah, yeah. And I would go to Der Hexen Club. Let's start a club. Call it Der Hexen Club, and it would be like the craft themed. Um, uh, yes, please. I feel like, okay, in the after times, we got a club idea. Don't anybody take it. We're making it. <laughs> um, there's also a fan a fan theory about this film uh, that Feruza Bok's character is just her character from The Worst Witch Grown Up. <laughs> yes, no, I wholeheartedly could see that being the thing. She went from like being the sweet little Mildred Hubble to like <laughs> a crazy like drunk on power, a witch. I like it. I like it. Uh, so this movie starts uh, at LAX with uh, Sarah, who is Robin Tunney's character, being moved there with her family. And right away, there is a slew of bad omens, uh, including a creepy guy with a, home- a homeless man with a snake at the door. Yeah. And also it's raining in L.A. And I was like, oh, it like rains. T- it rained two days out of the last six months, I think, here in L.A. <laughs> so it does not rain very often. So to fly in in the rain is already dangerous and scary. Um, so, yeah. And then the snake guy comes to your door. Would want to move right away. Uh, not to mention you also have to go to Catholic school with uniforms and the whole nine yards. Sorry for them. So she uh, she goes to school. She this is her first day at school. She first uh, she sees uh, Nancy, who is who is Volk, and Rochelle and Bonnie, who are played by Neff Campbell and Rachel True. Their little clique, and uh, she asks to sit with them, and they just kind of don't say anything. So she's like, they okay, air her down hard that it would just be the most uncomfortable she's already out of place because she doesn't have her uniform yet and her dad's even like you don't have to go to school like you don't have your uniform yet and she says dad no i'm gonna go in there and she goes in there and she's confronted with just mean people everywhere she goes Mm -hmm. and no one really wants to be around her but one of the girls gets a little bright eye maybe hey thinking like hey actually she might be our fourth we've been waiting for an additional witch to our little crew so Maybe a little coven because she sees uh, Rob. She sees Sarah make her parent pencil stand up by her by itself yeah. on her desk. So she yeah. she she also meets uh, that first day Chris played by Skeet Ulrich, the ever sleazy oh. the ever sleazy Skeet Ulrich. So cute though. No, I like, no, I don't think you he's don't cute. find him attractive. I think he's creepy. Oh. He's like Johnny, the creepier version of Johnny Depp. Like if you yeah. turned up the creep factor like like two hundred percent, it would be Skeet Ulrich. Okay, and yeah, and your problem with that? Aren't we on this show for creepies? Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's a, there's something like almost rat-like in his creepiness that I don't like. There's something I don't know. It's not like Martin creepy where it's like lost little boy. It's like I'm really going to attack you and kill you. So maybe it's a different energy. I'm still trying to figure out what's wrong with this right now. Okay. <laughs> I find him very attractive, but I also hate his character in this movie. So I get why if this is like kind of more of one of your intros, more. To like seeing him in things, yeah. I, you know what I, mean? I like, guess like you know, I first saw him in Scream, and then saw him in this, and he's like both in both, like just gross. So yeah, but so I could I could see that, but I I, th- I still think he's handsome, but he's just very misguided, and he's definitely that guy that's like gonna like copy your homework and make you do all these things for him, and then leave you for nothing. Yeah. So his energy is not great, but it's the only person who he's the only person who's nice to our our, our, our girl here at the beginning. Um, 
And they also talk, I love they talk about them like the bitches of Eastwick, like mm-hmm. people have dubbed the girls um, the scary bitch alert. And they do that iconic power walk, yes. which I just love of like, you know, girls down the hallway and everyone like kind of freaks out and like all has their reactions to see this group of girls that are clearly powerful walking down this hallway. Um, and so yeah, and- Nancy approaches her at the end of the day um, and as she's watching him for football practice and tells them to her to stay away from him because uh, he spreads diseases and she would know. And you're like, oh, that's, that's not that's, what you want to hear. No. I'd so bad. I, I, w- I would feel like if somebody told me that with that face, because that's that, that face is not lying when she says that, I would be like, okay, yeah, stay away from him a hundred percent right like i'm not gonna no she gave he gave someone but a bd you don't you also, she also doesn't trust them yet though because she doesn't know these girls yeah. she's new to school so you're trying to assess the situation everyone has literally told you these girls are terrible and they're bitchy and you know what i mean they're like who do you believe right now if she's just trying to keep you away from that guy um they also i think notice like towards that beginning too like her little wrist have got mm-hmm. something going on and so um but it's nancy just says it's punk rock yeah, so I don't know. So I, I would be a little um, a little wary of them right then. Uh, the, so they say we're going to go shopping and drag her alone to go shopping, even though she said says she doesn't have any money. So they go to yep. the witchy shop with the most witchiest sweet witch who runs the shop. Yeah. And I love her. I do too. Sumta yeah. Cerna does a great job. And mm-hmm. so they... You can tell that so Bonnie picks up a book and tells uh, Sarah she wants her to put it in her bag. And she says, no, I'm not going to steal it. So she talks to the witch and she's very nice, even though the other girls are clearly stealing from her. So the there's the little like the the woman who runs the shop has an inkling about Sarah. You can tell there's already something going on. Mm-hmm. So like you're different from your friends. And Sarah pays uh, buys a bunch of stuff, which is funny because she says she has no money. But then she goes and she buys twenty dollars worth of stuff. I was like, well, yeah, I you thought do that was have so weird then. too. Yeah, she just didn't want to go with them, yeah. I think, in the end of the shop, which is, I was like, all right. I wondered about that too. Um, but she also um, is not for like the five finger discount situation that these girls are about and, and gets that. I think that's like your beginning clue that she understands karma better than they do as far as like doing good things out into the world and how that can affect you mm-hmm. um, towards the very beginning. It's your little telltale sign. Uh, as they're leaving the shop, she, they run into the homeless man again that she had seen in the beginning with the snake. And he starts to chase her saying that he had a dream about her and she, in his dream, she was dead. Uh, and she, she runs from him and runs across the street. He follows her and just gets plowed down so bad by a car right in front of them and it's pretty gnarly hollywood boulevard baby and you know it's like old school hollywood boulevard where it was like you know crazy well it's still crazy but like even crazier when like in the 90s a little pre um pre highland cleanup yes (laughs) pre disneyfication of the boulevard really and so it's like where you would go to get your the tattoo shops and like all the like you know all the head shops and stuff like that. And that, too. And this shop that they go to is still there, by the way. It's um, just off of Hollywood Boulevard. So it really is a real shop. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and she buys the book, The Craft, there. We didn't say that. That's like the most important thing is the b- actual book she buys. I was like, oh, title of movie on book. <laughs> <laughs> but the girls are already beginning to think that the power that she has brought to them has make it, make, given them magical powers and that they think that they caused the man to be run over. Uh, they tell her about Manon, who is the god that they worship, who is everything, uh, all everything. 
He's the God and devil combined. Like he's greater, older than God, older than the devil. Like literally like the core of, of beingness is from this entity. Um, and they believe um, that nothing makes, oh yeah, um, Sarah doesn't believe that anything makes anything all better again. Cause they, they basically, Nancy's like, yeah, he has the power to make everything all better. And you're like, she's like, there's no such thing. Like there's mm -hmm. literally nothing that can do that. And I like here that she just like, you're freaking me out and just leaves. And I was like, good, yeah. good for you. Just, you've had enough. Fuck off, and I'm out. Uh, but Chris comes to her, and they have a, a they have a rooftop date where they get a little a little some kissing action going on, canoodling, canoodling, yes, some canoodling. <laughs> uh, and she he's trying to push her to go a little bit further, and she's like, no, please, okay, take me home now, done. Um, but I do like even though because Sarah is an interesting character because she does have this kind of wounded victim feeling to her, but she also has a lot of strength, and you know we see here even though. She allows her boundaries to be pushed. I feel like she also stands up for herself, right? We have her walking out when she feels freaked out and here with him, she's like, no, stop, I'm done, we're done. And I think that that's kind of, you have this duality of her character where she's kind of waffles back and forth, but you know, at the end of the day, she has the strength underneath. 100%. And I love that she holds to her guns. Like, I really, really do appreciate that in this character of like, okay. Then I was also like, this is a scary movie. She's probably going to be okay because she's saying no to the sex. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, as he's trying to push it. And she's like, no, no, no. And I don't know you. And I'm not that person. But what she doesn't know is that Nancy was right. This guy's an asshole. And the next day at school, he has spread rumors about her. Um, and so that they, they had sex and that she was the worst sex he's ever had. And like spreads all these rumors around the school. Um and he negs her in front of friends and is just shitbag to her. And it's awful. Uh, also being awful, we also find out that uh, there's a blonde bully uh, play, played by Christine Taylor, who so good, <laughs> so mean to Rochelle. And, uh, you know, she, you're like, oh, you're going to get yours, she's lady. Not only mean, she's racist oh, yeah, and fine. mean. It's like so bad. She is the epitome of like the blonde it girl, had she a litter kind of type of character archetype. Um, and, you know, Rochelle is our beautiful African-American goddess. Um, and she is having trouble at the swimming pool, which this feels very, I, I had like little flashbacks of like terrible time in swim class, like as a kid. Oh, no. It's just one of those things where like people are like always, you know, say that black people can't swim. It's like, no, because of racism, many black people were not, afforded access to swimming pools and we're often not allowed to go to certain beaches hence we did not swim a lot <laughs> and when you you know there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that goes into that so to have that be where the actual confrontation is was wild I was like oh my god this is so traumatizing um that these girls are taunting her at this place um and so Rochelle gets bullied and bullied and bullied at the swimming pool and uh yeah you know eventually and so well, Christine Taylor and yeah. we also have we find out about Bonnie who had been in a fire and has big burns across her back and arm and she's trying to go through procedures to get them removed and they're incredibly painful the secret is traumatic I, I really wish that they didn't show the close-ups it's the close-ups of the needle going in that are like please stop please stop with that i don't just for I don't you it. medical gore for julia mm -hmm. she loves it just kidding she's dying right now even thinking about it oh my god are you gonna be okay i'm fine so I just, it's, it's just yeah, why it's, was why, why can my brain not separate i understand it's the same the same makeup i get it but it's medical and i go ah, please stop <laughs> 
So they it's this gene therapy that this doctor's like experimenting with. Um, it looks it does look really crazy and really scary because there's a lot of needles involved. Um, it looks like worse than getting a tattoo by a literal machine, like you're going in an MRI machine or something. We also meet uh, Nancy's mother and mother's boyfriend, stepfather, question mark, who yeah. is just a terrible bully and is just knocking everybody around and seems awful. I was confused by we didn't ever see Rochelle's family. We see everybody else's, but we don't see hers. Why is that? Yeah, this has been a contention, I think, over the years. I feel like I've read more Twitter discourse about this movie oh, over really? the years. And from her, just like there are being fully fleshed out characters and us getting more backstory from everyone except our black character and just wondering like why that was, why that is what the, you know, um, why she didn't get her whole arc um, really shared like everyone else does. We get to see kind of the genesis of their families and what kind of would probably push them or draw them to um, what they're doing. Like finding out, you know, that uh, Sarah's mom has passed away while she was having her. And that's kind of like where she probably gets some of her strength and power. Um, Yeah. So the girls take a little field trip out on a bus where they go out to do a ceremony as they're getting off the bus. The bus driver says, you guys be careful for the weirdos. You girls watch out for those weirdos. And the girls say, we are the weirdos, mister. They are. Peace. Epic. Perform a blood ritual because they are the weirdos. They are. So they go out to like a little place in the in the in a clearing, um, and and uh, do a blood ritual with each other. Yeah, we got some blood sister action going on, drinking each other's blood. Always fun. So they each get a wish from Manon. So uh, Rochelle asks to not hate those who hate her, mm-hmm. um, which is not a revenge thing at all they keep pushing like you get what comes back to you she's not asking for that person anyone to be punished she's asking for the ability not to hate others who hate her so i'm confused by why she gets punished because i feel like this is a very selfless wish she's trying to be she did also say i'm not mad if something happens to her i thought that's what she said as well too so i think that was like the intent needs to match remember like i feel like part of the whole thing was you have to speak the truth yes. remember going into the ceremony mm-hmm. so whatever the full truth is is what's going to be what's what's going to come to light okay. so maybe that's what was in her heart that's how i justified that one uh sarah asked for to love herself and allow other herself to be loved by others bonnie mm-hmm. asked to be beautiful on the outside as well as in and nancy's just like i'm taking all the power of men on it myself boom you're like oh shit <laughs> Yikes. what a way to end these sweet wishes ah terrifying yeah who doesn't love nancy though she's so fucking weird and like off a rocker from like the minute you meet her you're like oh you're you don't got far to tip over you're already near the edge my friend oh yeah she's close and then all of a sudden these butterflies descend upon them in this beautiful way and they're like it's working blessed be we've got it so the but of course all of their yeah. wishes have unexpected consequences and go in ways they don't think that they will uh chris falls under uh, Sarah spell and falls in love with her but it, it she is immediately turned off by it which I feel like is so it's such a strange I understand he's an asshole and she's trying to get revenge and this is her revenge right like now he's gonna fall in love with her and she's gonna rebuff him because this is how she's getting revenge but also didn't she kind of want him to be in love with her wouldn't she be like okay no, she not- did but it's also weird when it's like that weird blinding love and he doesn't he's not even making actual sense his words don't make sense anymore it's like you want somebody to consciously love you, not to blindly love you. It's like, it's like love she, zombie. Full on. Love zombie. It's our new band. <laughs> love zombie, love zombie. Say you're love zombie. Um, 
So, yeah, it is working too hard. And I, I would be terrified, too. He's just like, I love you. Blurka, 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 blurka. And he offers to carry her their books like they're going into mass and his friends are trying to pull him over. But he's literally stuck uh, and they just keep giving him orders. <laughs> we haven't mentioned that one of his friends is fucking Brecken Meyer. Oh, my God. I freaked out. I had that on my first page and I totally forgot to stop there. Oh, my God. I freaked out. I was like, clueless. I love him so much. And he looks all Travis Birkenstock in this movie, too. Same hair and everything. And I got really excited. He does. He does play the 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 jock jerk best friend pretty well, though. I was like, oh, you kind of are jerky. I kind of do buy it, even though I know that you're sweet in real life. Uh, right. Heart of gold. Oh, of course. So they have a slumber party, a witch slumber party, where they decide to play a little uh, light as a feather, stiff as a board. Did you ever play this at your slumber parties? Oh, of course. Okay, good. Me too. Because it never works. Yeah. No, it never works. It's just it's just a fun thing to freak yourselves out, especially when you're all giddy and it's the middle of the night. It's super dark and you light a few candles, not as many as they did in this movie, because it's another 90s candle. Lots of candles in a movie. I still want that candle super cut one day. I feel like oh, yeah. someone's got to make that for me or I just got to figure that out because there's so many movies where it's just like beginning candles and you know it's going to be creepy. Uh, did you ever did you, but did you ever go into Ouija board territory? No, I was too scared because I was too Christian. I have one. If you ever want to play, you let's let play. Really? Bitch, yeah, I'll play with you. Sweet. <laughs> I got it. I got it. And I love that they're watching Bewitched. That's yes. like what's on the TV. It's super cute little nod to old school witchies. Um, we yeah. have the little gag of the mom coming in. Are you girls getting high? Because uh, Rochelle is actually able to levitate. So their witch powers are confirmed that they have actual powers. We all see it. Here it is. Levitation. Uh-huh. And uh, so then... We go by uh, Nancy. I mean, sorry, Sarah walks by and pulls out some of Laura the bully's hair, which they're Mother going at to school. Mother. So they then braid into Rochelle's hair. Mm-hmm. So now that they are they are one, now she is actually re- exacting her revenge. What will happen? Yeah, it, it's a lot. It's crazy. And then um, what was it? So and her hair. So Laura's hair actually mm-hmm. starts to fall out. So she's at the pool. She takes her swim cap yeah. off, and her hair starts to fall out. And you're like, oh no, this is going to get real ugly. Uh, Nancy Bonnie's medical treatment all of a sudden yes. works completely, and so now she is perfect and comes out as the tightly dressed, sexy self she's always wanted to be, strutting into school, looking hot. Yeah, it's all working. It's all coming together. And it's kind of scary, but they all seem happy right now. But you know, as the witch at the store warned them, everything comes back to you. The karma, everything you're putting out there comes back to you times three, three, right? right. So we got to look out. So everything seems okay uh, until Nancy uh, has a freak out and causes some explosions in her home and also causes her stepfather to have a heart attack. So that power of man on's coming on strong. Pretty, pretty crazy. And it's really that's I love that scene, too, where it's just like she's yelling at her mom and all of a sudden it's like the kitchen's on fire. <laughs> and so it's like a little fire starter kind of action. Yeah. It's just like, oh, OK, your little anger can turn into everything because you literally have the power of all of nature in, inside of you. But the good news is silver lining. Um, weird stepdad, kind of whoever mom's boyfriend actually had a life insurance policy and he had a $175,000 policy that goes straight to them. They were like, what? And they just start laughing when they get the news from the insurance guy. Cause he's out there to investigate. They had no idea. So they buy a whole apartment and, um, have all this expensive random shit. And I love that her mom wants a jukebox that just plays Connie Francis music. Amazing. Like, Ever since I was a little girl, that's all I've wanted. I was like, that's a very specific dream, madam. I'm happy you could fulfill it. 
It's a little girl's dream come true. It's so funny. I just, I'm just thinking like, what is my equivalent? Like, do you have some random thing? You're like, that's what I would get. Like, I always wanted like a convertible cabriolet because of Can't Buy Me Love. Oh, like, yeah. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted um, I, and this is something, this is an attainable one, is that for some reason I had seen a monkeys episode where I, the first time I'd ever heard the word mingle, they were like at a uh-huh. party, like let's mingle. It's like, that word's amazing. I want to have a, a custom license plate one day with mingle on it. <laughs> I could have that goal. That's not hard. Girl, you can get that. I feel like we can make that happen for you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Your birthday is coming up soon. uh, Now now we know what to put it, put on the list. So I'll make (laughs) make some calls. Uh, Um, So they have like another slumber party again and they are throwing glamours. Yes. Right. This is what I would be using my witch powers for. This is sick. You can change your eye color, change the hair color. This is what teenage girls would be doing with witch powers, to be honest. Yeah, full makeovers. It's literally what you do at a slumber party. You're doing makeovers, but they're just doing it with magic instead of like with each other's actual makeup. Uh-huh. Spot on. Uh, so we, Chris is uh, shows up outside of Sarah's window and is totally uh, in this zombified love state. And she, you know, she goes to the witch uh, again to get help. She's like everything is kind of going wrong. And she's like, well, once you've unleashed a spell, you can't undo it. It's already done. It's got to let it run its course. It's got to finish. So like there is an end to it at some point, but you got to just kind of let it do its thing. And he doesn't know what to ha- what to do to stop it. And she doesn't know what to do to stop it. So they're kind of stuck right now. Um, and, the, and then it, mm-hmm. the witch also tells her that there, uh, ne- there's no, no such thing as white magic and black magic, that everything is everything's in everything. So there, once you've already done what you've done, she says, we have the what you pull out times three. Um, and so then the ladies have a, a little beach party, party on the beach. Yeah, because Nancy has bought a book this time, too. And she actually bought it crazy. But it's a very powerful book that even the like witch apothecary was like, you should not probably have this. And she's like, no, 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 I can handle this power. And you're like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Famous last words where she is going to invoke the spirit. Um, so, yeah, they're at the beach hanging out through this beautiful ocean cave that reminds me of every other movie through an ocean cave. <laughs> um, but then um, who's it? Sarah, who talks about how she has dreams and she's scared about bugs and snakes and birds and all these things. But we're going to be getting some soon. Because she, mm-hmm. she, she said that was when she was at her worst. Right. So it was that she was having hallucinations. I think she was saying it was like well, she thought she would be she would close her eyes, but she'd open them again. They'd still be there. So right. we that Sarah was in a point where she was considerably mentally unwell if she's seeing hallucinations and slitting her wrists. So we're coming, she's coming back from a lot and yet seems to be the most balanced out of any of these girls, to be honest. Cause she's already gone to the other side, Mm -hmm. I think is part of it. Do you know what I mean? Like if you've tasted or been close to death, I think you have a different perspective than these girls who are flirting with it right now. That's very true. So uh, in the middle of this enormous ceremony where there is a storm around them and very epic camera work, Nancy gets hit by lightning. And then we flash forward to the next morning where the girls wake up in awe to find Nancy walking on fucking water. Yeah, she's Jesus now, basically. And she's like, yeah, he blessed me. He blessed me. And she's so excited. Yeah, I'd be excited (laughs) if I walked on water, too, man. (laughs) 
I'd be I really would be terrified. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be excited or terrified of like what else I could do. Um, but all of a sudden you hear sirens and all this kind of stuff. And they walk over to another part of the beach past their little cave. And you see all these sharks um, that got beached. And they look so sad. And all these people are alarmed. And like the, you know, police and uh, beach police and everything are there. And she's like, these are our, my blessings. <gasps> she's overjoyed that this happened. And these are like her gifts. She feels like from men on. Uh, for this power. Yikes. So they start getting drunk with power now. This is the opposite side of the coin where like they were like, yay, things were great. I'm beautiful. I'm fun. I'm getting revenge. I'm feeling good and loving people and loving myself. But now it's turning, Bonnie's turning into being more narcissistic and Nancy's being a real bitch. And um, they're driving back through the town and they're, um, Nancy's driving crazy, cut, cutting through all these red lights, like drunk, drunk, drunk with power. Um, and it's terrifying. Uh, so Sarah goes on another date with Chris and she's trying to tell him like, you got to, what do you, you think you're in love with me? You're not really in love with me. Uh, and he gets frenzied uh, and gets on her and tries to sexually assault her. She runs away and tells the girls what happened. So now it is time for some witch revenge because he has gone too far this time and they're going to teach him a lesson. So Nancy- yeah, you don't try to rape a witch. Oh, <laughs> don't, try to, don't try to rape anybody. anyone. We're all witches is what I'm saying. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're coming back for you. Um, yeah. So Nancy's like, fuck it. I'm going to this party at Trey's, which is you know, the big uh, popular people and the, not the crowd that they would ever hang out with. They would never be invited to this party. She doesn't give But us. obligatory high school movie party, yeah. right? Yes. It has to be done. It has to be mm-hmm. done. You have to crash a party. This is how it is. So Nancy goes up, finds Chris. And is like, he says, is Sarah upstairs? She's like, yeah, yeah, come on upstairs with me. Uh, but now it's time for lessons for you, sir. Well, she does a glamour. So she's done. They've been practicing. So Nancy makes herself look like Sarah. First, she tries to get on him as herself. Right. And he pushes her away. And then and he's drunk. And then she comes around and as Sarah, because as we know that they have a history together. And so she was like, oh, we'll just do it again. Um, Which, again, I'm like, I don't know if Nancy's trying to get on him as herself before she does the glamour. If she's trying to get on him as herself to get. Like she's eventually going to do like bite him or do something to get on him. Or if she really is mm-hmm. just like, okay, here we are. Let's, let's do it. Like, give me like, is it, is it, I don't understand her motivation completely. Is it unfinished business? Yes. I don't know either. Yeah. I wondered about that too. I feel like it's like a lot of things of like her wanting to exact her revenge, but also on Sarah uh, as well. Is it also that? I, I think a little bit of that. Cause she kind of is like, she really just doesn't like anybody. I feel like, <laughs> like no, she doesn't, she's just an angry, angry little, little person. Um, and so she's had a crazy life and just, I think it's just had so much damage inflicted on her. You can see from her parents and her family, how they were mm-hmm. that she's just like lashing out at everybody now too, but she just needed one good excuse. Give me just one reason. And she was like, this is it. Yeah. I'm on him. Yeah. So she uses the glamor to uh, fool him to thinking it. So they start making him out and the girls come in and uh, find out what's happening, find them. And Nancy uh, does her, real i mean does anyone freak out as good as frizz bulk it's pretty it's pretty no. fucking good it's a class act <laughs> I, I buy her 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 unhingedness so hard 
it's a hard thing to pull off. And I fucking, she pulls it off. Like, you, I mean, no, she got the crazy eye beautifully done. And I love everybody who does the memes of her with like Tim Curry, like, yes, like yes. that crazy, like twanged at the end, like drunk with power. Yes, I shall like go back to my planet or whatever moment. Yeah. Yes, they both do that very well. Um, and Worst Witch, like, what can we do? <laughs> oh, Tim Curry. Reunion. If you haven't yeah. seen The Worst Witch, can we just, can we just pause for a second? If you haven't seen The Worst Witch, the one with Frieza Bulk, please watch it because it's an incredible incredibly lovely little film that I watch every Halloween because Tim Curry has a song at the end about Halloween that is perfection chef's kiss chef's kiss Couldn't, goodness yes. and I love it that's one of the movies I think that we both didn't realize we were both obsessed with as children yes. and so I think it brought us together again once we realized that as, as like adults that are friends like <gasps> we both were obsessed with the same thing for very different reasons I think yes. though too but also just like love it but also that's why I won't watch or read Harry Potter because I feel like it's just a rip off of the worst witch <laughs> it's really not um no, there's no. no music in harry potter like that okay so anyway unfortunately no probably for the best um so nancy, yeah. nancy uh uses her powers mm -hmm. to mentally push chris out the window and kill that motherfucker so this is a body count of two we have for nancy so far can we just mention that yeah and sarah's not too happy about this because she actually kind of as much as she was annoyed by him she did really kind of like him and so she realizes that people are dying and that's not what she really signed up for in this coven situation mm -hmm. she was like yeah i thought we'd do some spells and it would be nice and like nope people are dead so she decides to bind nancy from doing harm uh bad move to go against your other witches in your coven and it's not gonna go well now for sarah what other so, option did she really have at this point though she didn't she did what she she did what she thought she needed to do but she'd already made some choices ahead of time like i think like the witch had talked about at the store mm -hmm. so so she has some terrible yeah. nightmares of the girls coming in and flying over her and Sarah strangling her in know, bed so finally mm -hmm. she gets the courage to come up and she says she's, I'm out I'm out I don't want to do this anymore uh and they say well you know in the old days if a witch went against the cover they kill her and they go yep. okay well there's a threat for you right there uh so she goes back to the witch for help uh the witch takes her into the magical back room which has been alluded to but we haven't seen so far uh and says that she knows that her Sarah's mother was a witch and this is where she gets her power from uh, and that she has to use her mother to bring but get the strength she needs to invoke the spirit as well and she's like no Nancy invoked the spirit and things went crazy I don't really want to invoke the spirit she's like no but you're not a witch like Nancy you're a different kind of witch it's going to be different for you and I was like that's right your powers are are, are funneled differently um and another candle moment because like she just turns one candle and all the candles come up in the room and I was like candle super cut yes anyway <laughs> uh but Nancy invades the space while she's having this conversation at the in the back room and Sarah freaks the heck out and, and like runs like a, away. like a giant hallucinatory fireball which is pretty good so Nancy Very good. Uh, Sarah is freaked out runs home where they call her on the phone to tell her that her parents have gone away and that oh turn on the television and she turns on the television and there is a plane crash on the television of her parents flight uh so she is devastated obviously uh and she starts to have the hallucinations she used to have about all the vermin coming for her so we have Bugs, rodents. i forgot how many like there's a lot they use a lot. I was like, they got spiders, they got rats, they got snakes, they got scorpions. Like they're just like that wrangling of the insects on this movie was intense. 
And I thought about you because I know insects are your favorite thing, Julia, next to medical gore. So they had all the good things in this movie for you. Yes, they did. <laughs> yes, please, no no bugs in my life at all. Yeah. Uh, so Nancy, and the toilet full of worms and all kinds oh, of yeah. stuff. They were just it's good. So it goes on for a while. It's like, well done, yeah. you guys. So Nancy yeah. shows up and starts to urge her to kill herself because, oh, your parents mm-hmm. are dead. What do you have to live for? Why don't you just go ahead? Uh, and Sarah is obviously in this very impressionable and vulnerable state. Uh, they're all just levitating like it ain't no big deal now, like no problem. Yep. So their powers have been increasing. Um, and so they start doing, you know, they fake a hand, uh, her handwriting for a suicide note. They got it all set up. Mm-hmm. And they know saying that she's blaming her for killing Chris, even though that's not her her bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they she uh, ends up. We have a wrist slitting, which is pretty gory. But it's the wrong way. But it's the wrong way because she had done it, quote unquote, the right way before. Right. Um, but they do it the wrong the other way. So now it's like she's got going to have like crosses on her wrist now oh, too. Um, but um, she's, they go ahead. she's able to uh glamour bonnie and rochelle into seeing themselves in the mirror rochelle sees herself with her hair falling out and bonnie sees her burns come back but now they're on her face um and that's Mm -hmm. all it takes for them to freak out and leave and i was like ah that didn't take too much it did not it was but it was their biggest fears because they had already just talked with the witch and they already knew about it coming back times three on them so they're like oh no like Rochelle knows she made like that blonde girl's hair all fall out and go all crazy so she's like oh no it's gonna happen to me but worse like maybe my whole body's you know what I'm gonna go through this um and because Bonnie had it on her back before now it's her freaking face that is worse so they're worried about what's the next worst thing that's gonna happen so that is enough because setting it all in motion Sarah is able to invoke Manon, which heals her wounds and she's all good. Uh, The power of Manon is able to, she's be, she is on the other side of the mirror. Like that's a whole other level of this movie. They're like, are you on another dimension now? Where did you just go? Where the fuck were you? Yeah. Or if if it was like the ultimate glamour of like, I could be part of the mirror and like, you know, whatever it is, like she literally can like be super malleable now. She doesn't have to just be doing cute little like hair tricks. Um, So she comes out of the mirror and grabs Nancy and you inflicts the whole power of Manon upon her um, and creates like a Medusa look for her. She gets like snake fingers and snake hair and cockroaches start coming out of her body. And I love that she tells her, because she had said earlier to her, she uses the words back on Nancy. Relax. It's only magic. Because <laughs> <laughs> Nancy is freaking out. Um, yeah. But Sarah, it talks about how- mm-hmm. Sarah is able to bind her um, yeah. after a little bit of a battle. And and she is. So then we flash forward uh, to when. But I love this. Hold on before that. I just want to say, because she loved how she said, it all got out of hand. <laughs> It did get out of hand. I was like, oh, that's trying to beg for forgiveness, but it doesn't work. And and yeah, and then Nancy gets bound by Sarah. So we flash forward as they're leaving LA. That was a brief stint in LA. Didn't go very well. Now they are leaving. Oh, well. And uh, Bonnie and Rochelle and family. come mm-hmm. to apologize to Sarah, who does not accept their apology in any way, shape, or form. As she, she should not. Because like, oh, you, you were trying to get me to kill myself. Yeah, you want to be friends? Let's be friends. No. And then they, as they walk away, they're like, she probably doesn't have powers anymore anyway. But, oh. Oh, she could, oh. oh, you didn't know she could control the fucking elements, did you? She can just bring a storm on anytime she wants for some lightning. What? That's some power. She's powerful as fuck. 
Sarah's got all the power and they are left without because of what they did with their magic. It has left them. Um, and then Nancy, we cut to Nancy is now institutionalized and she thinks she's flying, oh. but she's not anymore. She's going to be stuck there probably. I love this. I mean, it's only like 30 seconds of her being insane, but it's one of the best insane moment i love it it's so good what a great ending point as well as like we get sarah who comes away with ultimate power you have bonnie and rochelle who have nothing and now you have nancy who's gone mental for the rest of her life so yeah pretty good ending i like it yeah so uh this very julia i was like she loves a crazy lady at the end oh, yeah. like a, like if, if one of them messed up by, by all the horrors that she has seen oh i love that <laughs> yeah if the if one of the characters goes mentally insane for the rest of their lives at the end of a movie i'm on board she, oh my gosh. I'm a weirdo. Have we have we so talked you, about this? Have we talked about this? I am the weird. I am the weirdo mister. <gasps> you are. <laughs> we are. All right. Oh my gosh. Uh do you want to get into I'll do some gore factor. Ratings. Yeah. Uh, one is not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two is a puddle of blood. Three is enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four is a bathtub of blood. And five is run for the barf bag. We gave this film a three and a half for gore. Enough blood to gross out the average viewer and a little bit more. We got some some uh wrist slitting. It's pretty gnarly. We got some dead sharks. We got, we got some, some hair drinking of blood. Hair falling out. Goodness. Yeah. And can you do the other ones too, Jules? Because I realize I don't have my other notebook you in front bet, of me right you now. Bet your fart. Uh, movie Thanks. ratings. One, if you're desperate. Two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. And five, fantastical. I give this movie a four, not too shabby. It's a fun one. I watched it a bunch of times growing up and it's it's one of those ones that's familiar. Like I could just like, I know what comes next and it's all very pleasant and I like all the performances. Um, is it a brilliant film? No, but it's a fun film. I also gave this film a four, Jules, um, because I, I felt I felt very similarly. I really enjoyed it. Um, I also saw why, like, it was like the slumber party movie, and and you know what I mean. Though everyone watched it, and I feel like it was very seminal and many people's upbringing. Um, I was down, and I really liked the performances a lot too. I love that Nev did this the same year as freaking Scream. Yeah. Um, what a performance! She's so talented, and I just was excited to see so many of these like actors at this point in their career it was really great um and a four just because also like the stuff you talked about like what's up with rachel true's character like mm. i want to know about her family and i still want a little i wanted a little bit more but it was super fun so next week we're going to be talking about a film that neither one of us has seen uh but we was we, comes recommended from our listeners uh which is tigers are not afraid so excited to check it out i don't know anything about it all i know is the title super that's pumped. it Super pumped. I just, the only thing I know a little bit about is I think the director for this, like, has work, done, been doing work with Guillermo del Toro, which is probably oh, wow. why I was, like, excited about it. So let's get into that, um, find out more about the story. And I can't wait. So Tigers Are Not Afraid, also known as well, Vuelven en Español. Ah. So, um, we'll, yeah, we'll chat about that then. So please do check us out. We are on all of the social media. We have uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We also have a Patreon. If you would like to join our Patreon, we get or you get your episodes on Fridays instead of Monday. So you get a whole couple of days early, which is awesome. What? We also have a um, newsletter. We have all sorts of goodies. We also have a Teespring store now. If you want to buy some merch, we got that. Merch. 
we finally got Yay! some merch. I love it. I'm wearing my hoodie today. I love it. Oh, and then yeah. I got my mug and like, I it's it's great. Anyway, I feel like such a nerd. I'm like, I have all my merch for my show, but you I like, you don't you know. wear the merch of the podcast you're on. No, that's I not. Totally no, do I totally do too. <laughs> <laughs> you got to run giving, giving out buttons. If people find me in the, in the, in the real world, oh, yeah. I, I do give out. Yeah. Buttons. If you do, if you ever do see this in the real world, we do have stickers and buttons on us at all times. So yep. uh, we, we love you for listening. We uh, appreciate you very much. We will see you next week where tigers are not afraid. Bye.